0: Are you ready to be inspired and empowered by the stories of a truly unstoppable woman? Then get ready for an exciting new episode of Unstoppable Women. I'm your host, Noelle Peterson, the Journey Navigator. Today, I'm going to chat with another remarkable and inspiring woman. In each episode, we feature a different guest who has overcome adversity and achieved amazing things in her career and in her personal life. Through authentic conversation, you'll learn about her struggles, journeys, and breakthrough moments that have helped her become the unstoppable woman she is today. Each guest brings a unique perspective and a powerful wisdom. You'll gain valuable insights into how to overcome challenges, break barriers, and thrive in your own life. You'll walk away feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to take action toward achieving your own goals. Good morning, ladies. Thanks for joining us today. Today we've got Lori Hammond. She's a professional hypnotist who used to struggle terribly with imposter syndrome. Don't we all? She created a podcast to help others silence their imposter monster and her business has blossomed into beautifully weekly group hypnosis sessions where she guides people past obstacles and makes an excellent living without doing one-on-one sessions. Welcome Lori.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Noel.
0: Oh, thanks for joining me. A, a good friend of ours. I, I love hearing and chatting with you and just the encouragement that you give every time we have conversations. Tell us a little bit about Lori and how you came into the hypnosis world. Okay. Um.
1: Well, where to begin? <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll condense this. Um, I was struggling. So I was a hairstylist, which is the career I had, which is what I had always wanted to be ever since I was a little girl. And I was married for 15 years, went through a divorce. And after my divorce thought, Hey, that dream I put on the back burner, I'm going to do it now. So I was a hairstylist and loving it for the most part, but really struggling um, with depression and really struggling with my weight. So I started, I started looking into hypnosis because I had been listening to a podcast about hypnosis and I was actually really nervous about hypnosis because it, um, I grew up thinking that hip, like doing hypnosis would send you straight to hell, So I was really nervous about hypnosis, but I decided to look into it because I was desperate enough that I wanted help. I went to see a couple hypnotists and I did not click with them at all. <laughs> Um, it was, it was a kind of a strange situation. And I thought, you know what, I think I'm just going to learn this because I, the, the person whose podcast I'd been listening to Mike Mandel had a training program and I thought I'm going to learn it from him. And I will tell you, Noel, it, I still struggle with my weight sometimes, but what it did was something that I didn't expect. And that is that it eradicated decades of depression. And I had given up on solving my depression because I thought I'm just going to be stuck with this for life. And it, it just totally eradicated that depression. So I decided that I was going to become a hypnotist and um, the rest is history. It was, it's been an amazing journey for me.
0: There's so much value in it. like, where do I go from there? I mean, the idea of, coming in and finding your dream when you had that life change divorce is hard it's hard on the body it's hard on the brain it's hard on our soul and when you can come out of that and just remember who you wanted to be i think that's there's a lot for us to learn in that in that life change can lead to growth and
1: thriving yeah and it didn't happen overnight so i was I actually took a waitressing job immediately after my divorce because I had been, so I got married at 18. I had a high school education. I had never worked outside the home and I felt completely unqualified to do anything. And I went into my favorite clothing store to uh, buy a pair of pants for my waitressing job. And the manager offered me a job pretty much on the spot as the first assistant manager. So I was working retail. So it was a kind of a circuitous road, and I was working there for almost a year. And the manager who hired me, her sister started cosmetology school, and I thought, "Lori, why aren't you doing this too?" And so I, the very next week, I gave my notice and I started cosmetology school. And it's it it was a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. I'm so glad that I did it. And I learned so much about myself and about humans in general. Um, So, but it took me a while to, you know, I think that the dust kind of has to settle after a divorce. It's hard going through it, but on the other side, I think a person is pretty much always glad they did it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. there, there's a reason you try, you start that journey, right? Yeah. a, A lot of what we've heard in, our circle lately is the advantages and the growth and the opportunities that abound when you start to say yes Mm. so i mean that's what i hear you when you took the job and you you and you just kept the doors kept opening yes you're open to it
1: yeah and that's really what it was it was saying yes to to getting a job in the first place because i'd never worked outside the home um saying yes to the serving job then saying yes to the retail job and then saying yes to cosmetology so and yes to
0: hypnosis
1: yes <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that transition
0: when you when i know it you said it's because of your weight and we all i'll say we all <laughs> struggle
1: there.
0: and a lot of us bounce back and forth and in, in different diets and different plans And sometimes we find something that works, but for me personally, eating right is not on the docket. It's not going to (laughs) happen. How did you make that transition from styling to, um, hypnosis?
1: This is a fun story. Um, this is one of my favorite stories. So I might get emotional (laughs) and sometimes do that. Um, I was, I was doing hair and I was, starting to just feel like there was there has to be more in life and i'm taking this hypnosis training and as i'm taking this training and it's just changing my life i'm thinking like what if i were to do this and i had uh, the pri- prior christmas i had worked two jobs um, i worked full time as a hairstylist at a high end salon it was a really awesome job and then i was also working as an instructor at a cosmetology school And I wanted to make a little bit of extra money and it was so cool making all that money, but it was not cool working all those hours. And so I started asking myself, and a lot of this has to do with Tim Ferriss. I was listening to his podcast, which was brand new back then. And I just started asking myself, like, what if, what if there's a way for me to make money this good, but not be trading dollars for hours? And so I started just looking for ways to do this. And long story short, I thought I'm going to become a hypnotist. And I had no idea what it was like to be a hypnotist, what it took to um, become lucrative in that, in that field. Um, But I started to think, okay, I'm going to do this. And I, I started looking into what it took to go from hypnosis training to hypnotist. Uh, We can't call ourselves a hypnotherapist here in Colorado without other qualifications um so I sat down at a coffee shop because I was I was thinking can I do this can I do this and I was so scared I was so scared Noel and so I sat down at a coffee shop with a journal and I did an exercise that I learned from Tim Ferriss called fear setting and you sit down and ask yourself these questions um and one of the questions is okay if what's the very worst thing that could happen if I do this and if that happens can I recover and I realized the worst thing that can happen is that I stay broke, that I um, have to go back to being a hairstylist. And I thought, that's not so bad. I actually like being a hairstylist, so I can handle that. And so you know, by the end, I, I, I was sitting in a coffee shop and the table next to me is having a conversation about serendipity and about amazing things that happen. And I just felt like that table had been put there just for me to eavesdrop on their conversation. And when they stood up i had just written in my journal i'm gonna do it and i looked over and there was this little painted rock on the um on the pedestal of the table and i, I was sitting outside um outside the coffee shop and i thought can i take that rock as like a symbol to remember this and i i didn't know if i should take it or not And 30 seconds later, this woman walks by with like a row of little kids behind her. And one of the kids says, look, mom, my rock is still there. Nobody has taken it yet. So I knew that it was there to be taken. And it was just like this moment where I absolutely knew this is what's next for me. And I went and I got that rock. I've lost the rock. It's not a a great um, add on to the story but it was such a beautiful experience for me to have this, you know, basically in writing with a little piece of proof that this is what I meant to do. So that's how I made the transition.
0: It's so beautiful. And I want, I want to ask you let's see if you'll tell us a little bit about overcoming imposter syndrome. Cause you mentioned how hard it was and how hypnosis was contrary to your beliefs and your upbringing. And I, you know, where I'm at, I'm right there with you. How do you overcome those ingrained, feelings of this isn't where I'm supposed to be, but yet it feels so right.
1: Yeah. So um, as I was taking the training, the man that I trained with used to be, um, he was an ordained minister. So he was very much, and and he still believes in God. And he he kind of helped to rectify that disparity for me, you know, where I was so nervous about what it would mean if I were to walk away, if I were to walk into hypnosis. And so I, I learning what hypnosis actually is, and learning that it's a natural state that we all go in and out of every single day, like every single person on this planet has experienced hypnosis that most of them just don't realize it. And as I started to understand, Oh my gosh, this is just like neuroscience, like the practical application of neuroscience principles, because I had always geeked out on neuroscience, had read tons of books about it. But when I found hypnosis, it's like it tied everything together and it actually showed you what to do to utilize those principles so I no longer felt the disparity of, um, okay, I, I'm going to go straight to hell if I do hypnosis. But I did feel imposter syndrome, which was I'm brand new trained. I have just started doing this. Like, who am I to try to help people when I'm, I'm new at this? I don't know what I'm doing. What if I screw up? What if I screw them up? You know, just all of these what if ideas. And I was so afraid of moving forward, but I was also really afraid of having to go back to being a hairstylist. I didn't want to quit my job, so I knew I needed to keep moving forward. And as I'm thinking these thoughts, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, everyone has imposter syndrome. Like there's this person over here, the first person that I interviewed on my podcast. So I had a podcast called Silence the Imposter Monster. And the first person I had on my podcast, his name was Stephen Blake, and he he was very well-known in the industry, doing really well, and he mentioned imposter syndrome. And I thought, okay, if this guy has imposter syndrome. So I had a conversation with him, and then I started just interviewing some of the top names in the industry, many of the top names in the industry, and realizing they all have imposter syndrome. So I realized we don't ever silence the imposter monster. We really don't. but we can start to use that cue of thinking oh my gosh i'm so scared what if what if what if as a sign that we're on the right track and that we're meant to keep doing that next thing doing that next thing because what it actually is is it's a fear of getting out of our comfort zone and life is so much richer on the other side of the comfort zone but it takes getting uncomfortable it takes feeling like an imposter a lot of the times uh to get there
0: So what about the saying "fake it till you make it"? I mean, that's one thing I've heard over and over, but yet not quite sure I agree with that true meaning.
1: I don't like that saying at all. Um, I think that faking it. This is tricky because, you know, if you're if you feel like you're faking it, that's going to come across, and you're gonna you're gonna come across as an imposter, and people aren't gonna feel safe with you, and so. One of the tools that I have learned as a hypnotist, and this is more of an NLP tool, it's something that doesn't require trance that a person can do while they're wide awake, is to step into confidence by changing your body language, changing what I call the three Bs, which is body language, breathing, and belief. So when a person changes their body language to match the body language of confidence, they change their breathing. And usually this is um, a bigger, stronger, inhale and a more relaxed exhale is more confidence inducing. People who struggle with depression tend to have a longer exhale and have a more subtle inhale. And so just changing the way you're breathing and then belief, that's just self-talk. That's just what we're saying to ourselves in the moment. So if we're saying, what if I screw up? What if, what if this bad thing happens? What if this bad thing happens? And just switching to say, I got this. Or what if this amazing thing happens? What if this person's life is completely changed? When we change those three things, we can step into the person we're becoming and we can utilize a characteristic that we innately have. Everyone has confidence if you've experienced confidence for a split second in your life. If you've ever experienced confidence, you have confidence available to you when you change your three Bs. So rather than faking it, I think it's more its more of a becoming, it's a choosing to be that person, even though you don't feel like it, even though you're shaking in your boots. And then being that confident person, if you have to re reutilize that confidence over and over by shifting the three B's in a more subtle way um, to do so, but to to get out there and start before you feel ready. If you wait to feel ready, you'll never do it.
0: So it's don't, you know, you don't feel it and then act. You need to act and then the feelings come.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Because we've talked about, Robert and I have talked about how you have to choose and you can choose how you're going to react. You can, what has happened is the past. Whether it's currently yesterday, this morning, whatever. You can choose now to change how you're going to react this afternoon. And that's. Similarly, I I remember having, going through this conversation about faking it till you make it when I got a new job in my, another level in my last job. And it's, it was, it's a choice to pretend or to act like the person that you're supposed to be. And it's not necessary it, and it's not faking it. Cause if you're, you're right, if you're faking it, it's, you're not integrous. You're not being true to who you are. You still yeah. need to You just need to bring out those elements, those characteristics of your true
1: identity. Because you're right. We all have it. Yeah. And a lot of it might just be what's going on up here. If you feel like you're faking it, that's going to come across to the other person. We're always having two conversations. We're having a conscious mind conversation that, that you and I are both aware. And we're also having this unconscious conversation. So my unconscious mind is talking to your unconscious mind. And if i think i'm faking it that's going to come across there's going to be a part of you that realizes that but if i am allowing myself to be confident even though i don't feel like i really deserve to that's going to come across too and i just i don't know how deep i, I won't go too deep down this rabbit hole but i just <laughs> taught in my trancy tuesdays yesterday i taught people a tool that's a tongue twister um i taught a tool that helps people kind of like hug their inner insecure person and do the scary thing with the insecure person. And I'm happy to talk about that tool if you would like. It's pretty simple. But it's like what it does is it actually lets your insecure person love on the insecure part of that person so you're acting with confidence but at the same time you're loving from like you from your insecure person to their insecure person is just loving on them and that's why fake it till you make it i don't like because that feels sneaky and disingenuine and um kind of i don't know not not great to me
0: yeah i totally agree and it's it's we we are and we can be who we want to be. And uh, I know you talk about stepping into your superpower and you know imagining who that is. I've listened. <laughs> and be you become and you take on the characteristics of somebody you admire. But really that's just allowing those to come out of you, right? Yes.
1: Yes. Um so you might be referring I have a protocol called the alter ego protocol. Yeah. Which is kind of a an, um, a blending of the book, the Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman, I believe, is the book, and my three Bs, and it's essentially imagining a person. You you also mentioned a moment ago, Noel, imagining the future of like how you're going to behave in the future. So this is a great way to do that. So what you what you do is you imagine a person or a superhero, even if it's like a made up person doing the thing you want to do and doing it really well. Like how would wonder woman do this? Wonder woman is my person. (laughs) And so, um, and you just imagine that person doing it with confidence and the more exaggerative and silly you are, the better it works. And then you, you imagine that you're observing them. If you're not a good visualizer, it's okay because you can just pretend to observe them in another way. And you notice their three B's, you notice their body language. Like what is wonder woman's, Think of Wonder Woman's body language. Um, How are they? Yeah. How is that person breathing? And then if they have like a thought bubble and you could read their mind, what would they be thinking? And a lot of times it's as simple as yes, or I've got this, or this is so fun. We try to complicate things so much, but usually that thought bubble is really simple. And then what you do. So the first time I was going to speak publicly, I imagined Wonder Woman up at the, top, the front of the stage, um, doing her thing and like just being magnificent. And then I imagined going up and stepping into Wonder Woman's body and taking on all the positive characteristics, leaving anything that I didn't need, and just speaking as Wonder Woman. And here I'm not pretending to be Wonder Woman because I'm still Lori, but it changed the way i gave that presentation and i had such a blast it was so fun
0: uh, i i can imagine you know even if in your own mind you're thinking you know you know wonder woman you've got the cape and the you know truth about all that you know you just you can have fun with it because it's in your head and it's not it's just adding to the drama that you get to bring into the energy yes but the energy that comes out of you is something i've learned over the last year When I left my job last year and I went back to see people, they kept talking about how I looked better and I looked happy and things were better. I finally went back to my camera and I wanted to actually put two pictures side by side to see what they saw. And, and when I took current pictures with, you know, year two year ago pictures, the realization for me was it wasn't a physical difference. It was that energy level that I brought to the room.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was, that's probably my woo-woo moment of realizing <laughs> that this stuff is real.
1: Yes. I love that.
0: I love that. Yeah. And so it's the energy that we portray, that we bring into our heads, that we allow others to see, because it can be the same person giving, giving that talk with, with or without Wonder Woman. And it's going to come across differently because of the confidence and the energy you bring to the room. Definitely. So tell us what you're up to now. What are you working on?
1: Uh, So my my favorite project that I'm doing is Transy Tuesdays. And that's a a place where I meet every Tuesday with a group of people. Um, Usually there's anywhere between 20 and 50 people on the call. And we meet together and just have a one-hour group hypnosis session. And it usually consists of a little bit of teaching where, you know, like yesterday, I taught them this really amazing tool. And then I did a hypnosis session to install the tool in a way that benefits each individual person on the call. And it's just a really, it's like, it's the highlight of my week. I absolutely love those meetings. And I used to be so nervous about them, but now they're just fun. And then i'm also um in two weeks i'm opening up a program called workshops at work where i teach other hypnotists how to do group hypnosis sessions so workshops at work has more of a ring to it than group hypnosis sessions at work but it's it's teaching them how to do group hypnosis sessions and then i've also added a component where i teach them how to make courses that work so if they want to make a course that a person can consume at any time and um, make a six figure income doing that. I show them how to do that in that training. So that's coming up in a couple weeks as well.
0: Who is your ideal audience? I know you focus on hypnosis and hypnotists, but are, and then are you open to others?
1: I'm very open to others, and I have had I have had a few people come through who were not hypnotists, who utilize the stuff that I teach for their own specific area and it works just as well for anyone but i've learned that by focusing on hypnotists and because there are so many hypnotists following me if i focus on hypnotists and make my material specifically for hypnotists that i have more success and if i say this works for everyone even though it does work for everyone it is i mean so there's value in
0: understanding your niche and work and speaking to your niche. it helps you and the messaging and you know the people come to see you i will give my personal um recommendation workshops at work is what got me started uh 18 19 months ago it was one of the very first things i did that got me kicked off uh into the desire to be an entrepreneur and and figure out who i'm going to be so highly recommend uh your course and training um and i know you, tr- you try to to allow you know, talk to those who are in the course at the time um and and it's just you have a great way of communicating with those who are in the room.
1: Yeah, we go through um, for – it's basically like 10 weeks where you have full access to me as a coach in a, in a group context. I do um, a group call every week, and we we kind of go through that 10 weeks together. And then the person who has purchased the program has lifetime access to the program and truly lifetime access to me because I love it when people reach out to me. But it's not as – it's not – quite the same as that first 10 weeks where we're all doing it's like we're all in it together and there's this motivation underneath it i had forgotten that you did it i'm so happy you did it with us
0: that's when i wrote my book i wrote my book during your class
1: that makes me so happy i love that
0: yeah so it was a lot of fun and it it is very valuable to do it with a group because you get that motivation you get that energy and the accountability to oh i gotta get my homework done this week yeah (laughs) And it's not like school. It's not like I have to do my homework because my teacher's going to get mad at me and an F.
1: Yes, yes. It's
0: amazing stuff. So, highly recommend. Um, do you want to
1: share anything else? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me. the I'm most engaged on Facebook, actually. Um, just find Lori Hammond. And you can email me at Lori, L O R I, at transypants.com um and Noelle is flashing my web my website up on the screen trancypants.com is my website and yeah i would love to hear from you i i love people (laughs) (laughs) and
0: you are you are local in denver in the denver metro extended area correct around so uh wonderful lady to get to know and have experience with Um, i love having you on the show Lori. thank you for joining us today thank you Thank you so much for joining us today and a huge thank you to our guest for sharing her wisdom, experience, and insight. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have her on the show. The incredible stories and achievements of the women we feature on this podcast are not just inspiring. They're a call to action. They remind us that we are capable of achieving anything we set our minds to. I encourage you to take that first step toward realizing your dreams and living your best life. Don't wait for permission. Believe in yourself. And if you're looking for support and guidance on your journey, I invite you to join me. Text women to 55444 to learn more about how I, your journey navigator, can help you unlock your full potential. Remember, you are unstoppable. Let's make make big things happen together.